Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode, episode 73 of the Canberra Football Show, our CPL 2023 season preview. Joining us today are two very special guests. Let's start to the let's start with the newest guest on the show, Talal Safar. Talal, thank you so much for joining us. Talal will be a contributor this season. So, Talal, thank you so much for joining us, and we're very happy to have you on. Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. It's really a pleasure to join you. You know, all I mean, I've been watching all the good work that you guys have been doing for you know past season or so, and it's really, really a pleasure to to be part of this team. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Talal. It's a pleasure to have you, and it's also a pleasure to welcome back our CPL expert, Chris Webb. Webby, how's it going today? A new season and a classic retro Newcastle shirt there as you just getting it on the camera. You have to get in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, good, guys. How are you guys doing? It's great to be back. It's great for football to be back. Um, I think we all missed it. Um, and, yeah, just looking forward to what everything's got in store. And look, Michael, I love a haircut too. I uh, appreciate it. I hope it's not sarcasm, but uh, uh, never, I appreciate never. it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Mate. Thank you. Thank you. It's getting, it's getting a little bit long, so I've been thinking about giving it a bit of a trim. So, right. no, nah, just leave no, it. Leave it. Let, let, it, rock, <laughs> let it rock and roll, as they say. Yeah. Hair, hair, hair tips from Webby. Michael, how's it going today? Yeah, good. It's uh, it's a good time. It's... uh that time where we're going to break down, obviously, the CPL uh, season ahead. We've obviously done NPL and NPLW. So uh, this is the last one on the uh, previews uh, checklist before, you know, the season uh, kicks off, which isn't too far away, obviously. So keen to get into it. And let's get straight into it. Michael, you have our first team. And uh, who do we have first up? First up, we have ANU, Matt. Uh, they're coached by Tom uh, Crosley. Uh, coming into the managerial position there. In 2022, they finished third in the table and their points and win-loss record was 13 wins, two draws, six defeats for 41 points. So, I mean, no surprises in terms of, you know, ANU finishing the 2022 season inside the top four. I think that's something that they do on a regular uh, occurrence when it comes to uh, CPL uh, football. But sort of on the other side of that, you know, despite, you know, obviously uh, the successes that they were able to have uh, in 2022, they proved to be a little bit slightly off the pace when it came to that battle uh, for a promotion against the eventual uh, premiers and uh, grand final winners, uh, Tuggeranong and Queanbeyan City, who we'll get into uh, a little bit later uh, in the show. Uh, Matt, in your preview uh, chat with Tom uh, Crossley, uh, you know, uh, it stuck out to me, you know, he pointed out, you know, ANU's struggles for consistency, particularly on the road last season and how that sort of proved to be a determining factor in, you know, not being able to catch up with the eventual uh, champions, uh, Togadong United, as I just mentioned, you know, and I, I can assure you that that will obviously be a key focus as they try to sort of turn that narrative around in 2023 as, you know, along with, you know, most clubs, if not every club, obviously looking to get that uh, promotion uh, up into the MPL for the 2024 season. Uh, we know that Tom is looking to keep progressing the club forward and he was obviously very uh, complimentary of Talal's uh, impact uh, on the club uh, as well. So uh, some key ins uh, for, for this squad, you know, they've got Rowan uh, Peterkin and Sam Smith that have come into the team and some departures include Carl Hines, Joel Ingram, and Joe Morrow uh, for this team. Talal, I'll start with you first. What are your uh, thoughts and expectations uh, for ANU for the 2023 campaign? Thanks, Michael. Uh, yeah, I think you you said it right in, in, in terms in relation to last season. I think it was uh, when ANU... I mean, and it's a it's an interesting one because I'm 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 trying to assess now while I'm in a neutral position while I was I coached them, and when when they picked up the pace, it was just a bit too late. Uh, you know, the, the last nine games um, with with the, with the good run, and I think that probably will be top priority on on Tom's you know uh, mind. I think um, Sam Smith. It is a, it will be a really really good addition, and I'm not gonna hide it. I tried 
last season to convince him to come out of the state league and come and play, and I wasn't successful in doing so. Uh, but I can say that Sam is not a CPL level with all due respect to the CPL or MPL2 uh, uh, quality. I think he is an MPL1 quality, so he's going to be uh, a massive addition. I think the most important one, and it's not related to the ins, it's related to keeping you know, the, the important players, is Hassan al -Muesir. I, I genuinely believe, not because I coach him, not because I was the one to, who got him through the law, but I genuinely believe that Hassan is probably, if you, you want to pick the best two tens in the competition, definitely Hassan will be one of them. So keeping Hassan, uh, while he he has the quality, just like other players within the ANU squad, to play MPL, keeping him, that will be uh, important. You mentioned something about the away uh, result. That's also, yeah, that was a killer last season, probably a few away uh, results that could have gone, you know, the other way or, or in a different way. Um, but, but that, yeah, that's another important point. But all in all, I think ANU has an excellent environment that can attract, and this is this is very, very difficult, to be in an MPL2 for such a long time and have that environment that can attract very, very high-quality players that can go to any MPL1 club and play. And I can name few, but I won't, just out of respect to the others that I won't mention. But there will be three or four players minimum that can play at any MPL1 club in Canberra without a problem. So that environment uh, and that culture is, is very important. And I think that will continue. And I think Tom... Uh, yeah, with the ex his experience and, and knowledge uh, of the game and, and past, you know, experiences, uh, whether in Australia or outside Australia, will be, uh, yeah, um, a really good addition. And I think there will be definitely this season trying to, yeah, be um, a serious title contender to, to promote. Absolutely. I'm definitely expecting a bit of a uh, bounce back for ANU, as you sort of touched on there. Talal Webby. What are your expectations for ANU heading into the new campaign? Obviously, a strong theme so far that we've drawn on has been, uh, you know, around sort of them hitting stride a little bit too too little, too late. But what are your sort of thoughts on what they uh, can achieve uh, for the 2023 season? We know they're solid and as consistent uh, as ever when it comes to the top four picture. Yeah, I think you guys know, look, every year... I always have ANU as one of the two, three top favourites. Um, and this year is no different. You know, Talal kind of touched on it there. Their retention rate is just unbelievable. If you go through any MPL or CPL club, no one would have a retention rate anywhere near that. I think you, you named three players. I think that is literally the only three players they've lost out of a squad of, you know, 20-odd. Um, and and have only brought in two or three. It's um, and most of that's been promotion from up from State League One. And uh, it's 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 amazing, and it's that consistency that will um, serve them really well. Everything Talal said, I 100% I agree with. You touched on it all. They were just they left that run a little bit too late. When they played Tuggeranong, they more than competed with Tuggeranong. They really showed that they were on an equal level. Tuggeranong just had that consistency through the season. And you go. If you want to win the league, you can't have a dry spell. That's just that's what it is. And, and we'll touch on them, but I don't think Bill Conan will give give up too many points either. So if you want to win it, you're going to have to stay with them from the very start. Um, Sam Smith is a massive, massive pickup for them. If he can stay fit, he hasn't got the greatest um, record. Um, so if they can get him fit, and I don't even think he's fully fit right this second. Um, he adds so much to their front line, which is an already a fantastic front line. Um, again, fully agree with Talal Hassan at that 10 role is um, it's crucial for them being creative. They've got guys like Max, Model and, and Rory up top, and but they need that guy who can just play those piercing passes through. Where I think the big challenge for Tom is, and I'm sure Talal's probably found that as well, is is who to sit in that defensive midfield role versus who to sit in the in the actual centre-back role. Um, you know, if they had four Monty Graces, it would have been perfect because they'd, they'd just play him four times. But there's only one Monty. He's a fantastic player, but it's Absolutely. really about do they play him at centre-back and actually lose a little bit in the midfield 
or do they play him in midfield and then go, now we we do not look as solid at the back. And there are diff- there's a whole bunch of guys who kind of fit in that. Nelson Carey, I think, who's kind of come back in as another fantastic player, very similar player who can play centre-back, he can play midfield. So Tom's just got... It's it's a funny thing to go. He doesn't. It's not like he has no options. He's got a lot of options, and it's getting that puzzle piece right. You know, which could really come into play. I think. Hit the nail on the head there, Webby. I uh, completely agree uh, with sort of what you've said there, and it, it's certainly going to be interesting to see if Bill Connon, being the club that are coming down, are going to have that similar impact that Tuggeranong had, where they're going to give off the impression that other clubs can't afford to go through a dry spell. So uh, we'll definitely see what happens. But nevertheless, we'll move on, uh, Matt, uh, to our next club. And our next club is the club you guys mentioned there, Belcon United, coached by Steve Forshaw. Their 2022 position was eighth in MPL. So they were, of course, relegated to the CPL. Their win and, sorry, their uh, points and win-loss record last year was four wins, four draws, 13 losses, 16 points overall. Uh, Belco have endured uh, naturally quite the shift after that relegation from MPL. Lots of reshuffling from last season, lots of departures, lots of ins, lots of outs. Um, we've sort of seen a bit of a sneak peek of uh, what to expect from Belco in the F in the uh, Oz Cup qualifying with uh, victories over Queanbeyan and the Brindies. Uh, Bel- <laughs> I was about to say Bell Connor will no doubt want to aim for promotion. And if you saw my interview with Steve Forshaw, literally the first thing he said was, oh, very good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. And I'm um, just thinking about how to get Belco promoted. So I, he, he, you can, so I think there's no doubting that Belco will want to immediately go back up. Will they? That will be, of course, the question. They've obviously brought in a very experienced coach in Steve Forshaw that has had success in Canberra in Canberra football. They have sort of a blueprint that Tuggeron showed that can happen um, and sort of how Webby uh, referred to as well. It's one of those things where if they get off, they if they can try and aim to get off to a great start, whoever does that, um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But regardless, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Bell Conan goes this year. They've looked good in FFA Cup qualifying, so we'll see if they can um, keep that up to start the season. Uh, some ins, uh, we have David McCarran uh, from coming over from Olympic. Taylor Beaton returns to the club after uh, not playing last season. And Lachlan Brown, the uh, goalkeeper from uh, 23's Tigers last season, which was also coached by Steve Forshaw. And some outs, uh, some big outs here. Max Green, uh, Isaac Clements and Christian Crescus, just to name a few. Webby, you've obviously been around the Canberra football scene for a long time. We mentioned on the show last year when we found out Belco were getting promoted, uh, uh, sort of demoted, that um, relegated. Sorry, that it was. Uh, if if you if we said that to you a couple of years ago, you'd be like, "What Belco have been relegated?" But they're there now, so it's all about sort of trying to make the most of it. What do you make of Belconnen uh, at the moment? What do you make of the players that brought in? What do you make of Steve Forshaw and the way he's setting it up, setting up the team from what you've seen so far in the uh, Oz Cup qualifying? Uh, yeah, look, it's a very interesting position that they're in. And, you know, I'm sure Steve will be angry at me for saying this, but when he, I think when he first kind of dabbled his uh, feet in, in this league, he, he was a little bit naive to, to the level and what to expect. And when he took over at White Eagles, you know, this is someone who's come from winning countless trophies at the first grade level, Belconnen, over the years. And I think he's learned a lot from that and he really knows now exactly what this league is all about. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job in, you know, you, you talked about how many players they lost and they were those kind of, younger 19, 20, 21-year-olds who are, who are some of the best 19 to 21-year-olds in Canberra. Of course, those guys are eager to stay and play in the top competition. But the amount that he actually did um, keep together, very similar to Tugranong last year, that real core, especially the older group core, the guys you know who have gone to war with him for decades. Um, he's really kept those guys together. And bringing in Taylor Beaton back into that, you know, one of the best centre midfielders Canberra's had in the last probably 20 years. Um, 
you build a team around Dustin Wells and look, I know Dustin's, I think he probably he hit 40 this sometime this year, but Dustin's probably the top three players Canberra's produced in the last 20, 30 years. Um, you know, A-League experience. You could build a team around Dustin and even at this level, he will be able to cause a lot of damage in this competition. I've really, really impressed watching. I've watched both their Oz Cup games. I think you know, they, the level that they were playing at reminds me a lot of Tuggeranong. The speed, the um, how organised they are. You know, they had close games against Queanbeyan and, and Brindabella, but I, but I honestly felt that they were um, the stronger side in both games and, and deserved to win. They really looked impressive. The young guys that have come through um, from the Belconnen 20s, um, 23s, haven't skipped a beat. They really fit in straight away. And to me, uh, I think that this is the team to beat in the competition. Uh, Talal, do you have anything to add to what Webby just said there about Belconnen this season? Yeah, I totally agree with Webby on on that, you know, with all the experience and, and yeah, the massive experience that Steve has. And we all know it. We don't, he doesn't need us to promote him. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch how he will adapt to this league, which is a a, a different league, you know, than than the NPL. And with with all you know, the experienced players who are really really quality who don't want to be in the NPL because they don't want to train more and because their life, you know, personal life matters more and and so on and so forth. Going to be really interesting one to see. But again, Dustin is yeah keeping. Steve being able to keep him, even though it's it's you know, you can call it you know Serie B now, you know going down to the second division, keeping him there, that's gonna be massive. Because I I'll tell you what, and 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 this is a quick one. In 2014, when I arrived to this country, I was you know keeping close eye on football, obviously as you know you would expect me to. And Dustin and Rob Catanac, I I said, oh my God, these two players. I couldn't even, especially that's I couldn't even believe that he's playing at at this level. You know, watch he is just what a player. So keeping him is gonna be a massive one. Um, I also really like this new youngster. Probably not new, but the youngster Livermore. Like his first name is Tyson. I think he's gonna be is is gonna play a, a crucial role, one hundred percent. And I also think one of the outs, even though he's a youngster, even though you know the name isn't yet like a huge starting camera, but Riley Brown, who plays a really, really a good six. I know Riley because I coached him six years ago when he was really, really young. Uh and and he's he's a, he's one of the, the quality sixes in in the Canberra football uh landscape. So yeah, but I think uh, again I agree. I think Bill Conan will be if you are within this league this season, it's can you beat Bill Conning at the beginning, can you not beat them? Can you be ahead of them? And and if that if they repeat what Tagaran did, you know, just being ahead of it's going to be just one more of you know the team that you know is coming from MPL one is going to go back. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch. It certainly will be interesting, uh, Michael. Who do we have next up? A team that uh, impressed a lot last season. Certainly did, Matt. They impressed a lot of people, myself included, and I'm sure everyone sort of that paid close attention in the uh, Canberra community in terms of football. It was the Brindabella Blues, uh, coached by Ray Juna. They finished fourth last term. Uh, Their points win-loss record was nine wins, four draws and eight losses for 31 total points. And obviously last season they were the CPL grand final runners-up in that cracking match against Tuggeranong United, which we had obviously uh, briefly spoke about in our MPL preview uh, episode, Matt. And you you sort of, uh, you know, hit the nail on the head sort of straight away with your introduction, Matt. It was a a successful campaign uh, for the Brindies, you know, know, and they'll look to use that obviously as a springboard to achieve even more this season. And we know the sort of impact Ray June has had on this squad and just the club, in general, we know sort of his huge involvement uh, and affiliation with Brindabella Blues. Uh, it's well documented and, you know, you can really sense sort of how much he loves that club and you could sort of see that being reflected out on, on the pitch because they had 
numerous uh, displays where they sort of certainly impressed in a competition last season that was obviously uh, dominated by the brilliance of uh, Tuggeranong uh, United. And, you know, I sort of touched on lastly there that they were the CPL grand finals runners up, you know, they were on the, they were very close, you know, they're on the cusp of, you know, uh, potentially, you know, uh, getting to a, to a shootout to potentially uh, put a hand on the trophy, but had it not been for that, you know, crazy piece of uh, individual brilliance from Adam Furch, uh, you know, uh, which ultimately settled the the game there. One of the, one of the craziest grand finals, uh, most definitely, uh, which is obviously what we talked about a little bit in depth on the MPL uh, preview episode. So, I mean, I'm expecting a lot uh, from the Bindabella Blues uh, for this upcoming season. They definitely uh, had a lot of positive signs uh, last season that they can take into 2023. So some key ins for them, uh, Nico Blazovic, Aliyah Dang and Emmanuel Ezenwa. And some outs for this squad, you've got Jack Majorbanks, Jordan Host and Jacob Leonard, just to name a few, that have left the Brindabella Blues ahead of the 2023 campaign. Uh, Talal, uh, I touched on it there. They sort of almost, well, sorry, not almost, they managed to get themselves into the top four. They managed to sort of just sneak themselves in there and they obviously had a fantastic uh, finals run. I don't think many people would have maybe predicted them to make the CPL grand final, but they did and they thoroughly deserved it with sort of the effort uh, that they put in uh, when it came time to finals. But what are you expecting for them this time around on the back of the confidence that they built uh, last season? I think last season, Brendabella was a super pleasant surprise in the league. Um, I, I, I remember very well playing them before you know, the first time when I was with ANU, and then the second round and third round, like, completely different. So they, I think they, yeah, you, you touch on Bray and his uh, expertise and his influence, and, and that has been massive, absolutely massive, and even more so because it's such a young team. And, and yeah, we all know how, you know, uh, well he can work with youngsters. So it, it, it's, 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 it was really uh, a team full of youngsters, really well drilled to a certain style of play and I think it was you know a certain style of play that suits them and and the way that they stuck to, to that style of play and just you know kept going with it and improving uh and I, I watched the when you guys did so when you guys had Ray on and and he was saying we're gonna take it one step further and I think if they continue to build on everything that we saw of them from last season I think they will they will be, a, a, you know, a, again, a team to watch and they're going to give, I think, Brindabella, they were in a position to be able to, uh, you know, uh, cr- produce a good result ag- against any of, of the team last season. And I think that one step further, that means, you know, uh, it will be it will be really interesting to watch them. I think Curtis Schaefer being still there is going to be huge. And I know I keep mentioning certain players, but you know that's that's a major part of football, especially when you coach. And 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 and, and if the, in my information is correct, that he's still there. It's, it's an excellent, uh, you know, added uh, value element to keep him there. Um, yeah, it's 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 it, it will be really interesting to to watch how Ray will build on the excellent work that they've done. Um, uh, him and Lino with with those youngsters and and see if if they if they can actually go one step further. It's certainly going to be interesting uh, to see Talal and uh, I think it's important that you mentioned there Curtis Schaefer, obviously a very important player uh, for Ray Juna uh, at that club. So we'll see how they go. Uh, Webby, what are your thoughts uh, ahead for Brindabella? For the 2023 season, obviously, when you take into account all the all the teams sort of vying for promotion, sort of top four status, I mean, it might be a little sort of difficult for them to replicate the successes of last season because they sort of surpassed expectation. But obviously, you never know what can happen. So I'm keen to sort of get your thoughts on what the ceiling is for Brindabella in 2023. Yeah, it's quite an interesting one. Um, I think you guys all know that I'm a big uh, 
you know, a member of the Jordan Host fan club. So, you know, I think he's just such an enormous loss to them. He he gave them so much in the midfield, you know, both defensively but mostly creatively. He could just pick up the ball and run and beat two players. And, and him and Curtis were just kind of definitely on a, an amazing wavelength. So it will be interesting to see how they go. Um, I think um, Major Banks is actually was a, actually a big loss as well. He was a really good fullback for them and um, another outlet. That's kind of how Ray had them playing and getting those fullbacks up up the field and, and being um, very much part of the creative part of the team. So, look, you know, I, I'm sure I was on record a number of times not giving them too much um, of a chance last year, even within two, three weeks before the season finished, I didn't give them much of a chance. And then during finals, I didn't give them any chance of making it to the final and they just consistently proved me wrong. Um, so I take anything I say about them with a grain of salt. But look, they are now, I think, very much in pe- forefront of people's minds. They're, as you said, they're, they're grand finalists and minutes away from winning the grand final. So, you know, they feel that hard done by that they're not the uh, league champions um, there. So they are the hunted. I don't think that anyone's going to take them lightly. I think they're going to have a high set of expectations on them. And it, being a young team, it's always kind of good being written off by people like me and you just go out there and prove them wrong. And But now that uh, you have a lot of expectations on it, it's a little bit different that everybody's going to be expecting them to do things. So it will be very interesting to see how they go. But yeah, just till our touched on, you've got one of the best cam, best coaches in Canberra, best coaches in Australia at the helm. So, um, and he, it's not like he's had these kids for two years. He's he's been coaching these guys with Milo and Lino for the better part of ten years. So he really has developed a way for them to play. So, um, look, hopefully the, the newer guys can can slot in, and um, and I think you know, Blazovic um, has played with them before, so. He should slot in reasonably well and um, off they go. Look, um, big expectations and it'll be interesting to see if they, as you said, if they can step it up and and continue on. You know, for young teams, it's kind of what you feel. If you're just a year older, a year more experienced, you want them to push on and and really what pushing on is, well, that's pushing the likes of ANU and Bell Conan for for a promotion spot. And then, you know, they very much... um, it's what they want, it's what the club wants, it's where they expect to be. So um, it would be a huge achievement, but I think that that's on their radar. Absolutely. So I think sort of the motto that I'm getting so far for CPL teams is if you want to get motivated, just try and prove where would be wrong. <laughs> that's uh, that, That's got to be at the forefront of their minds. No, I'm just, just having a bit of a joke. But um, Maddie, who, who have we got next? Next up is a new addition to the league, Canberra Juventus, uh, newly named Canberra Juventus after being called Gungarling Juventus last season, coached by Jono Zalonado. The 2022 position was third in State League 1, 2022 points and win-loss record was eight wins, four draws, three losses, 28 points overall. Uh, They were promoted to the CPL due to Western not re-entering the competition uh, of CPL this season. Uh, as you could sort of see from my interview with Jono at the end of last season slash season preview, um, for them, it's a club with tons of history in Canberra football. I think they're celebrating their 75th, 70th year, something like that this season. Um, and he talked, and there's a lot of camaraderie around them. There's a great uh, history there. Uh, they're very excited to be back. Uh, they do have a coach, though, that understands the CPL uh, structure and the way uh, to approach it in Jono. Uh, he coached Narabunda in the uh, CPL, then MPL2, when we first started this podcast in 2020. And they have a, a few players there who have sort of played MPL, they've played CPL, they've played uh, 23s as well, MPL and CPL in the past. Um, but Obviously, CPL is a step up from State League. It's a, It will be a transition for them. So it'll be interest, interesting to see how they make that that step up to CPL. Will it take them a bit of time to adjust? Uh, it'll. These are all questions that we'll have to wait and see throughout the season. Some ins, we've got Van Nguyen, uh, Andre uh, Jugovac, 
Adam Brooks, some outs, Tom Cosentini, Danny Krejacic uh, has retired, and Tom Hurst. Webby, what are your thoughts on Canberra Juventus? I know you said, I mean, they're were a decent amount of hours, but you saw them play last season once or twice from memory in State League One. Uh, what do you make of them coming up to the CPL and um, what do you sort of expect from them? Obviously, it's going to be a bit of a transition to begin with. Yeah, look, exactly that. Um, I think I talked about when I watched them play last year, I was very, very impressed. Um, and they were, they were great units. Um, some big losses, some big losses to that team. Um, Tom Constantini, Tom Hurst, huge losses um, in that midfield. Danny Krajic is another, you know, he's a proven goal scorer, especially at this at this level. Um, at ANU, he's, you know, he's probably a former Golden Boot winner at MPL2 level. So another very, very big loss there. I think um, Mossy, you know, who is another ex kind of ACTAS player, they've They've also lost. So, um, you know, they've they've recruited reasonably well. Um, you know, Adam Brooks and, and Van Nguyen are very solid in the midfield. And so I think that they will um, very much help them solidify in there. You know, I, I heard that they had Michael Terezi for a little bit um, in pre-season and, you know, we're very much hoping to partner him with Nathan Duck and, you know, Michael, one of the, best players in Canberra. Yeah, he's a former AIS graduate and, you know, um, Joey's Australian under-17 player. So it's un very unfortunate that for whatever reason they weren't able to to keep hold of him. So, look, I think it's, it's going to be uh, a difficult transition up for them, but they definitely have the quality on the pitch. Um, and I think really their goal is just, to stay in the league and I look if it, if it was me that would be my goal um, and I think that that's that's where they'll be aiming you know, they had a, a tough hit out in the, the Australian Cup and they went down 7-0 um, to West Canberra but um, I think that from some of their other results they've had some pretty decent results not only against uh, CPL teams but also a couple of MPL teams so I think that that should give them um, a fair bit of you know uh, faith that they they do definitely have something to play with, and look, they've got they've got quality. Ducky can score score goals if they can get the right um, kind of service to him. I really liked the the young winger Andre who you mentioned before. He was actually um, he kind of showed a fair bit of promise in that Oz Cup game, and I think he'll be able to, to do a little bit of damage for them as well. So really, if they can just stay solid at the back, um, and you know they've they've got a few weapons up front that. You know, I think that they will be able to, well, whether it's just cause surprises, because I don't think anyone's going to take a club with such magnitude too lightly. But, um, you know, that it will be it will be interesting to see how they go. I think they'll have a good uh, Italian derby with Ugali. I'm looking forward to that one. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see, uh, hear how you guys think, what Talal thinks about how they'll go. Coming up from State League, it's, it's a it's a bit of a jump, um, and you know, with all the travel and everything. So, um, yeah, look, best of luck to them. Uh, you you sort of did the uh, the transition there for me, Webby. Uh, Talal, what do you think of uh, Canberra Juventus and their new challenge of this season in CPL? Well, the first thing I, I think is that they have a name very, very dear to my heart, as you know, Matt. You know, Canberra Juventus. So, Juventus. I've been a Juve fan since nineteen eighty two. Uh, very very long time as <laughs> as you can note and uh, yeah I I agree with maybe I think it it will be a, a pretty challenging and I'm trying to be diplomatic a challenging step up from state league to uh, to the MPL two or the CPL I think what will help them is to have a coach who has been within the same league and the same competition that is certainly something important i think what would help them two things one expectation is really really low because it's a new club you know coming into the competition so as a coach no one will ask you when well, this is the first time you come to the competition you know finish four top four or win or yeah so that that would ease the pressure on the coaching staff on the players 
One important thing is if, if it was me, it, it's a big one. Will they be able to headhunt the hidden gems in Canberra, the youngsters, and say, hey, Mr. Youngster XYZ, come and we'll give you first grade MPL2, very competitive football. You want to step up? This is this is the opportunity to step up. If they can do that and then coupled with that, develop and improve those players, then, you know, they'll have a good run. But it's a, it's going to be really interesting to see how they go. Uh, yeah. But again, Forza Juve. That's good. Uh, they've got a fan there in Talal. Best of luck to the new addition in Cambria Juventus this season. Michael, who do we have next up? Uh, a, a, a club close to your heart, should I say? Yeah, yeah certainly. Uh, but it's revel- revolutionary to find out we've got two Juve fans. Uh, yeah, you're at number. You're at number now, Michael. I know. Just, just let you know. I know. I know. It's crazy stuff. But uh, nevertheless, we'll move on. Uh, we've got Canberra White Eagles. Uh, so they're coached by uh, a newcomer uh, in uh, the managerial role there at Canberra White Eagles, uh, Angelo. Uh, Zaris, they finished fifth in 2022 and their win-loss record in points was eight victories, four draws and nine defeats for 28 points. So I think for White Eagles, they'll be looking to put a rather inconsistent 2022 campaign behind them. You know, a, a big inclusion, you know, to their coaching ranks, as I mentioned at the very top, Angelo, you know, he obviously had... Uh, a lot of success uh, with the Monaros uh, 23s uh, last term and obviously led them to great successes. So he's obviously in that mindset of wanting to make that jump uh, in the managerial ranks. And I think that this could be, you know, a very good move uh, for White Eagles as, you know, they're sort of looking for a bit of, uh, they're looking to sort of settle in that sort of coaching uh, area. And, you know, you bring someone like Angelo in with uh, Angelos in with his experience and knowledge of the game, I think it's going to hold them in good stead as they sort of prepare and get ready for the 2023 season. So obviously, you know, I think a big goal and focus for them will be to get them back in that top four status, having mixed out last season due to those sort of inconsistencies that I briefly mentioned at the top of this breakdown. And, you know, I think uh, as I sort of will get into some of the ins and outs, uh, I'll sort of bring one player up now, but I think the departure of uh, Kagla is going to be huge uh, for, for White Eagles, who was obviously in amazing form last season, one of the best finishers in the game. So I think that's obviously going to create a bit of a void for White Eagles to fill. So we'll sort of see how they go with sort of peppering over that and sort of continuing to move forward. So some of their additions, you've got Tony Andrzejewski, Christopher McEwen and Tom Olsen that have come into the team and players that have left the club. You've got, as I mentioned, Kaglar, Asikia and Aaron Cashman. So uh, some quite notable uh, outs there for White Eagles uh, as well. Talal, I'll come to you first. What are you expecting from White Eagles? Obviously, they'll be a little bit hurt that they weren't able to really put forward a good run to get them in the conversation to promotion last season. So what can we expect from them uh, this season? And obviously, I touched on the departure there of Kagla, so it'll be interesting to sort of see how they bounce back from that loss too. Yeah, Canberra White Eagles is the club that I was close to being in a 23 coach. So, yeah, I know them maybe a bit better than other clubs. And I think based on their standards, you know, black finishing outside the top four is, is yeah, is not what they want. It's not what they look for. Is um, I think what what we expect them, what we all expect them to, to do is to, as you said, bounce back. I think it's going to be very, very important to see if they can, you know, obviously the, the league is starting soon, but will they be able to uh, enforce that uh, attacking line? Because I think that's that's going to be that's going to be crucial. Uh, I also think Ohio not being with them is yeah is a big miss. Uh, 
again, these are players that played against me, so I can I can really assess properly when I talk about them. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see. White Eagles always play good football, always, uh, uh, and, and yeah, we want to see if they can. With, with the recruitment, the, I I don't think that the recruitment usually, you know, uh, they would have maybe a bit more kind of you know players on the recruitment side. Let's see how can they develop the existing team, and I think that will be the challenge for Angelos. Angelos is, is a very good coach. And is a really a top person as well. Uh, I think he is he's a, a great addition. But the challenge would be, this is the group that we have. How can we develop what we have? This is, I personally think, the challenge is going to be for them this season and watching them closely as they're always, you know, one of the top teams in that competition. For sure. Uh, Webby, uh, gaining your sort of perspective on what, what Eagles can achieve for this sort of upcoming 2023 season. Obviously, like I touched on before, there's, you know, a real intent for wanting to get themselves back in the top four, but they've obviously lost uh, some key players. So where do you think they sort of stand? Yeah, look, I think it, they're going to have a, It's going to be difficult for them. Um, you know, Angelo is a fantastic coach, fantastic guy that they've brought in. Um, but it's just the sheer amount of losses that they've endured. Um, I think it's up around 10, 11, you know, and some really, really big names. You, know, you touched on Ohio and Chennai up top. Um, Charlie Williams, I think, was one of the best centre-backs, if not the best centre-back in the league last year. Um, and I think he might have he – he even made the NPL 2 or CPL team of the year. Massive, massive loss there. I think they've lost all – you know, um, Art and Law, and so there's been a, it's been a funny little mix, you know, because we played them only a few weeks ago in the Australia Cup. Um, Western and and White Eagles had a little bit of a merry-go-round, just like we did a big big trade. Um, Aaron Cashman and Arden Law and Matt Gretchel of uh, and I think Mitch Steenberg and of all come to to Western and um, Chris McEwen and Rashan and. Johnny uh, and Sasha Vucic have all gone to White Eagles. So four, four have gone one way, four have gone the other way. Um, yeah, look, it's just just the sheer turnover. Essentially, Angelo is, or he's almost starting with a brand new team, and um, you know, it just means things are going to be hard to, to just to get going from the very start. So, um, you know. They, I think that they they should be right, but it, they, you like we said, in terms of promotion, you don't have much time to you, you got to hit the ground running. And so, I think that if they if they kind of have a slow to start those first few weeks, um, it's going to be quite difficult for them. But look, the talent is there. It's just whether they can all um, kind of start clicking together because it's such a brand new team. I I see. I saw them play a few times this year. I saw them against. Um, Albion Park White Eagles and they did really well that game and that's a very very strong team from the Illawarra Premier League so um, look I think I think that they internally secretly they'll uh, they'll have some pretty high hopes for this season but um, yeah I don't think it's going to be an easy run but they they will be there and thereabouts but I think that um, they need to, to to get clicking early to to make sure they're in the running for that top four spot. Completely agree there, Webby. Matt, uh, the club that you'll uh, talk to next, Next, uh, sorry, uh, had a good season uh, last year, didn't they? Yeah, look, they certainly did. It was Queanbeyan City, coached by Goran Yosifovsky. 2022 position was second place. Their points of win-loss record was 14 wins, three draws, five losses, 42 points overall. Queenie did have a good uh, season last year, especially a good start to the season. Uh, even defeated Tuggies in that first sort of round of matches from memory. But once Tuggies took uh, went past them in the table, like we sort of mentioned before, um, they weren't they just weren't able to be caught. Uh, they've been able to retain a, a, a good amount of their core players, including their new signings that they got midway through last year from the MPL in Piccolo and Trajkovsky. Uh They only played a month or so before they had a. Uh, went overseas for a bit, but to able 
being able to bring them back, I think, is key because they're obviously quality players, along with the quality that we're about to mention that they've that they're going to bring in, and also the quality that they have there already. Um, so it'll so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Queenbeyan, of course, very ambitious club. Uh, we all know their aim for the last couple of years has been to gain that promotion. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go this year. Obviously, they played Belco there. Let's not forget they also had a very very good half against Belco. Could have went up, um, could have extended their lead as well in the in the first half. Uh, so they definitely held their own uh, in that matchup. Belco came out the better of the two sides in the end, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see especially those two play each other this season and see how that goes. And including their first match of the round against um, Brindabella, it seems like they always play each other first up. Uh, th- those are always uh, very entertaining encounters. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go this season. Uh, some of the ins they've brought in, Gabriel Aul from uh, O'Connor Knights, Nico Abbott and Christian Juna. Some outs, Mohamed Halawani, Tony Andrelkoski and Tom Olsen. Talal, um, I'll go to you. Queanbeyan City, what do you make of them this season? Uh, we've, we've lost Webby, we'll bring him back, I'm sure, uh, soon. What do you make of them this season? There's some quality signings. They've obviously... Uh, had quality in the squad for quite a long time, and they're a very ambitious club. Yeah, Queenman City is is a really really quality team. Um, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed the battles last season with with Goran. The, the battles, the football battles. Great guy uh, on and off the pitch. Really good coach. Excellent player when he played. Um, they they mostly play three in the back. This is something appealing to me when I watch, uh, and I think. Yeah, as you said, Matt, definitely one thing on everyone's head over there is to promote. I mean, whether they say it or not, it, it is promotion. It's also a club that has a good pool of sponsors. They, you know, financially, they're in a better position. It's not a secret. Everyone knows they're in a better position than other clubs, even though they compete in the CPL. So with that comes expectations uh, by, by the board, and that would put pressure usually on, on coaches. Um, I think Goran is, is in a really good position to build on a really good season last season. Uh, I think Nico Abut uh, definitely 100% will play a role. And again, is will he be you know uh, fit enough for the length of the season? That that's a that's a big question. But if he is, I think he's going to be yeah very 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 important player for them because he's he's been there. He's done it. At MPL level, uh, he has a very good relationship with with the coach, with Goran. I know that for sure for Nico himself. So that's going to be huge. Um, uh, so yeah, I I think if if they can, they probably vice versa with their new last season. You know, they started really well, and it's not a, not the, the you know the end that they wanted. While NU's the, the other way around. So if they can improve that. Uh, you know they will have a really good chance. I think definitely they they will be um, yeah a competitor against Belconen if we see Belconen as the you know the benchmark for for this uh, upcoming season. I think one important thing that probably Queen City need to keep in mind because that's you know I mean again it's it's the emotion, it's the passion. I think if they can control the emotions towards the positive rather than negative because we've seen it, you know, when it goes this side or that side. So if they can keep that balance and use and channel that energy and passion towards the positive uh, on and off the pitch, yeah. And I, when I say on and off the pitch, because I played against them. So if they can channel that emotion, passion and energy, which is amazing to see and watch, they can channel towards the positive. I think they will, uh, yeah, they, they will have a really good chance and, promotion this season. Next up, we have uh, the Wagga City Wanderers, uh, coached by Ross Morgan. Uh, they finished sixth in 2022. Their win-loss record and points total was nine wins, one draw, 11 defeats for 28 points. So obviously, sort of going off by that win-loss record, they actually didn't have too bad of a season, Wagga, when you know you consider that most of the attention and focus is on some of the other clubs in this competition, they sort of went about their business quietly as they do. And, you know, they managed to pull off nine wins. Um, Not saying that that's anything spectacular or like I didn't expect them to do it, but it goes to show that they 
had a very decent season and there'll be no doubt sort of wanting to use that as a linchpin to go further and do better in 2023. Obviously, Ross Morgan joins uh, as coach. You know, this is someone that has coached the Wanderers in the past and, you know, was also coach of the Riverina Rhinos when they were in the NPL. So he brings a ton of experience to the role. And I think it's crucial for Wagga to have someone in that managerial position that sort of knows the club inside and out. And he'll no doubt bring an immense amount of experience as they look to have an improved 2023 campaign. Uh, you know, they've made sure to be active in terms of adding players to their squad uh, to change, you know, uh, the story around what they can achieve uh, for this upcoming season. So they've been very active in the transfer uh, sort of business, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, they've made some great additions in Thierry, uh, Tyler, Allen and Nick Forsrath. Uh, and some of their departures include uh, Wapan Ibrahim, Jacob Ochang, and Adam Stevens. Talal, we know that when we sort of break these clubs down, you, you've had a little bit of experience in terms of getting to gauge what these different clubs are about and, and what they do, having been in the position you're in last season coaching in the CPL. Uh, now that you sort of aren't in that uh, environment uh, anymore. Uh, what are you expecting from Wagga City uh, coming into the 2023 season? Uh, like I touched on, they had a little bit of success here and there with the victories that they were able to pick up and they proved to be a tough team, uh, you know, on a good day to to beat and defeat. So what are you expecting for them heading into uh, the 2023 season? Yeah, I think one important aspect would be uh the away games, right? So they were last season. They were I found them really, really difficult to beat at home when they play at their home grounds. Um, so whether will they be able to build on that and have the away form similar to the home form? Um, there at some point they looked like a team that was going to be in top four, and as you said, you know that. It's not not surprising or anything, but then uh, they finished just a bit outside of that top four. And I think this season they will be definitely having their eye on that target uh, that they missed out on. Uh, I, I found them a team that also they have a, a bit of a style that suits them. Uh, one of the things that they did well, I thought, you know, are not going to get too technical and tactical with third man runs. One one of the the teams that really do that really well, um, and yeah, difficult to be at home. The away games, what what sort of waga we will see? Was it is it the same or different? And that will have a huge impact, I think, on how they will finish the season. But definitely an interesting club slash team to watch. They certainly will be. Uh, Matt, do you want to get into? Uh, introducing our last club here on the preview. Next up is Ugali, coach, new coach this season by Darren Bailey. Uh, their 2022 position was seventh place. Their points and win-loss record was five wins, three draws, 13 losses, 18 points overall. Uh, yeah, one of the biggest stories in terms of Ugali is obviously... Uh, the return of Darren Bailey obviously won the MPL Grand Final last year with Monaro Panthers, brings a wealth of experience to the squad, makes his return to Griffith, uh, comes in as, as, as a player coach as well, which we have seen in CPL um, before. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that sort of transpires at Ugali. Ugali will be looking to bounce back from their seventh place finish last year. Despite their placing last year, we did see um, sort of games and moments from Ugali where uh, they can be really dangerous, uh, especially at home. Uh, their home ground could be a fortress. And um, I guess for them, it's sort of just trying to find the consistency uh, that they weren't sort of able to find last year. And I'm sure they'll be looking to sort of prove uh, people wrong and uh, sort of bounce back in 2020. Uh, three, Talal, what are your thoughts on Ugali? You uh, obviously coached against them last year. Uh, what did you ma- What do you make of Ugali now? What do you make of the um, 
the addition of Darren Bailey as a player coach? Yeah, well, you got to, I, I found them always a team, always willing and aiming to play good football. What, whatever the result is, when we played them, they always um, continued with that style of wanting to play the ball on the ground and play that style of football while you really keep the ball in, in, in a positive way. Um, obviously, Darren Bailey, that's going to be huge. Absolutely. Uh, it's a huge addition. I'm not really a big fan of a coach player. I think it will be very, very different for them if he would be with his expertise, knowledge and experience to be just coaching. Uh, but that's that's just my own personal view. I think it will be completely different. It's a club that also relies on recruitment and they, they had that history of being able to attract players from outside. Uh, I, I'm... I'm just a bit concerned that I've, we've seen them on social media trying to uh, put it out there, you know, trying to recruit. And then we haven't seen, you know, announcement, whether that because they it, it didn't eventuate or because they just keeping that just a bit of, you know, confidential on a confidential basis. Uh, it remains to be seen, but definitely, you know, the, the Griffith trip, makes it very difficult to play against them. And at home, they are, as you said, completely, completely different in a positive way. Um, but I think they 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 will be really uh, looking to improve that form, they, you know, where they finished last season, because they're not, you know, I don't know if it's right to say that they're not used to that. Uh, uh, and, and again, being coached by, you know, someone with that experience, Will, will definitely be key for them next season. Webby has uh, rejoined us uh, from technical difficulties, and apparently I had you muted. I don't know how that was the case, but uh, <laughs> it's, one, it's like one of those days of technology, Webby. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ugali? Obviously, Darren Bailey in as a player coach, and I'm sure they're going to be trying to sort of push back, uh, push themselves back to sort of where they were when they first joined the competition in uh, 2020. Yeah, look, uh, Darren's a massive, massive in for them. As Talaja's kind of said, both on the field but off the field. Um, look, I think for someone with such talent, you know, coming off winning a grand final, being so instrumental in what a treble winning team at Monero, um, it'd be pretty hard for him to stay on the sidelines. I think that he really does add something on the field as well. Um, Joe Priest in there um, is another massive, you know, he, he played last year, but if they can get a you know, a lot more games out of him. Um, and then you throw in about seven or eight Donadells and, you, you know, it's it's a pretty handy team. I watched them. Again, look, um, it was against the State League Two side in Yarabi, but or Yarabi, but they looked quite they looked quite good in that game. Um, they knocked the ball around really well. And then I watched a little bit of their game against ANU. And even though they went down, I think it ended up 4-0 in the end, they actually controlled a lot of that game and, again, looked, looked reasonably good. Um, in that game too. So, uh, you know, as we, we talk about it every year um, and Talal just touched on it, numbers um, is always a big thing for them. And just in terms of, you know, I, I felt this last year um, at Western um, and CPL, you, if you lose a few early, um, things become really difficult. And when you're travelling to Canberra every second week, it, it, it is hard. And it just shows the amazing commitment of those guys. But um, they kind of – they just need the numbers to be able to manage those two squads. They've got the talent there. Their 23s team, they absolutely had a blinder of the back end of the season last year. And um, those young guys are only getting better and better. So, um, you know, chuck them into the first grade with a few of those senior heads who are still there. Um you know, look, I think that they they should be they should be able to start pushing up. They would be very disappointed with how they went last year. Um, it's definitely not the not what they expected or what they wanted. Um, and again, something similar to what just Talal touched on. You know, they've always been reliant for not only the last few years, but the last you know 20, 30, 40 years that these guys have existed. Well, they should have existed even longer than that. But kind of playing in and out of Canberra. Um, they've always had some amazing um, overseas recruits, you know, and they've added a whole lot to that team. So, it, you know, it would be interesting to know whether they do pick up 
and fill up those two visa spots. And if they can fill them up with top quality, it, it adds so much to the team. But again, it's just something I'm not sure whether they've, they've been able to do that or not. Um, but look, you know, I think that they will, they will be, they're just a strong team. As you guys point out, they are very difficult at home. It's hard to make that big trip over, out over to them and play. And they, they're just, they're just so used to that travel back to Canberra now that, you know, they're, they're stalwarts in that way. So, um, very much, you know, it's very hard to know what you're going to get with them. You know, they're, they're a team that actually took the competition by storm that that disrupted COVID year. And so they've probably never reached those heights um, since, but it's definitely what they'll be aiming for. And look, apologies again for uh, falling out. I had some of the most insightful things to say about Queen Bit and Wagga, but look, you're never going to hear them. So sorry about that. No, no, that's all good. Um, while you are here, while you are here, Webby, uh, before we sort of wrap it up, what are your quick thoughts on Queen Bin and Wagga since they were the two you ended up missing out on? Um, look, I, I think uh, Queen Bin are going to be a very, very strong team. They lost, they lost some quality, but um, the quality that they've brought in is is absolutely top notch. They've got some really serious firepower in that team now with Nico Abbott. Um, you know. Abby Delahi, you know, one of these trophies up here is actually his from being a player of one of my 23s teams a few years ago. I need to give that to him eventually. Um, you know, even um, so, Ma- uh, Michael Mensa, like there, there's there's some real strength in that team. As you kind of point out, um, Piccolo, I think, is a huge in for them. And if they can get a lot of minutes out of him, he's a top, top quality player. So, you know, they will definitely be there and thereabouts at the top. I really, I put them kind of in that front pack to really be challenging for the title. And as you, you know, last year, as you kind of pointed out 25 minutes ago, they, they took that first round by storm. I they was, don't think they lost a game for quite some time. And, um, you know, they had a really big dip in form and then kind of came back towards the end, kind of similar to ANU and, and you go, Tuggeranong took advantage of those two clubs having a dip. And like we said, I think both of them have learnt that to keep the you know, pace, the likes of a Tuggeranong or Belconnen, you have to stay consistent. So um, look, that that's where I see these those guys going. Wagga, um, just quickly, they they were very similar to Brindabella. They uh, they started off very slow, they had some reasonable results, some poor results, and then they just clicked and they just pushed on um and not for one just crazy crazy blip when they played um they played us western out at hawker and you know we we beat them five nil there that cost them top four and that was brindy getting into the top four and then brindy going on that huge run that could have been wagga going on that huge run into the grand final so they look like they've recruited quite well um wagga so I actually have some pretty high expectations from them, and they they uh, pushed Monero pretty hard just the other day. So, um, look, fair fair bit of expectation on Wagga from my regard. Indeed, um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how those two go. Uh, quickly, I'll just touch on what will be the round one fixtures: Belcon United against Wagga City Wanderers, Saturday, April one, three pm at Hawker Football Centre. Brindabella Blues against the Queemian City, Saturday, April 1, 3 p.m. at Ipen Park in Corwell. Uh, Saturday, also April 1, 3 p.m. at Woden Park in Closed. Canberra White Eagles against uh, debutants or returnees. Canberra Juventus and Saturday, April 1, 3.15 at Gangalan in Closed. ANUFC versus Ugali uh, Soccer Club. Uh that so a lot of interesting fixtures to look forward to there in round one. We'll be there. We'll be back, of course, to wrap it all up uh next weekend or this weekend, I guess it, it would be at this point. Uh guys, uh thank you so much for joining me. Uh we'll start with you, Talal. Any last words and uh thanks for coming on. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really interesting season with Belconin now joining the group. Uh, it's going to be quite competitive. CPL, I think, is is, is one of those leagues where 
anything man, can happen. Any team can beat um, you know any other team. Um, and I think the three. And I know it's early early days, but I'd like just to say my own personal opinion. I think well, Conan, Queen City, and ANU will be fighting for this title. And, you know, but again, anything can happen. It certainly can. Anything can happen there. Talal, once again, thank you. And we're looking forward to having your insights uh, throughout the season. Webby, thanks so much for joining us today, as always. Any last words? Uh, No, look, um, this is one of the very few years over the last probably 16 years that I'm not directly involved in this competition with Western dropping out. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to something a bit different in State League One this year. Um, so, but I'll be keenly looking on um, on, on this competition as I always am. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how everyone goes. Um, you know, I very much, I think you've probably got from the syntax, I very much echo Talal and I think that those three teams there are, are my three favourites for this competition. But, um, you know, that's not to say anyone else won't finish within the top three, but I definitely think those three will be in the top four. And uh, that race for that other fourth spot, uh, look, I think it's extremely open to anybody. And then as Brenda Bella showed, you get your foot in the door and you can make things happen from there. Yeah, you might have just jinxed Brenda Bella there, Webby. But <laughs> <laughs> Again, thanks so much for joining us. Looking forward to having you on throughout the season and best of luck, of course, to both of you. Um, with your sides, of course, Talal, a part of the coaching staff of Belcon and MPLW and Webby, coach of uh, State League uh, Western, uh, one of the State League Western sides. Michael, uh, another great episode. And um, any last words before we sign off for 73? No, I mean, I'm just itching for the, you know, the season to actually start. So we've done all the talking now and we've broken down all the clubs as best as we can so now it's just about getting round one done and dusted so we can sort of come back here and break it all down together we certainly will uh just to recap everything go on the facebook page if you want to see it uh there's interviews with majority of the coaches up there cpl mpl mplw uh we've wrapped up all the leagues as michael said now mpl mplw and uh, CPL now, uh, various amounts of guests came on for those as well to break it down. So various amounts of opinions there. Go enjoy it and get out and enjoy the football this weekend for round one of the senior leagues. And thank you very much, everybody. That was episode 73 of the Canberra Football Show.